0: It's time to look into God's Word. Would you pick up your Bibles? And if you don't have a Bible, that's okay. The scriptures will be on the screen. It's an awesome opportunity uh, and an honor to to be with you in in God's Word. And uh, I want to encourage you this morning, as we do that, to to begin a Bible reading program, uh, a discipline, so that the Word of God becomes something that you're chewing on, eating, Devouring every day of your life. Let's invite our speaker for this morning Our dear Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for the Word of God that you've placed in our hands In our language And I want to thank you Lord that you are a living God That you speak And that you have something to say to us this morning So Lord speak And give your servant The skill and the giftedness to get out of the way in Jesus name I pray, Amen last week was Easter and we celebrated the resurrection of the Lord Jesus the resurrection positions Jesus as Lord over sin and death because the wages of sin is death so he paid that with his death, then he rose again, and by rising again, he conquered both sin and the wages of sin, which is death. So that positions him, the resurrection positions Jesus as the Lord over sin and over death, therefore, over all creation, because everything is marred by sin and everything dies. That sounds bleak, but Easter means he rose again and if he rose again the question you and I now want to ask is now what? Jesus rose from the dead he met his disciples he commissioned them and then he left saying that he's gonna come back what does that mean for you and me? 2020 years after he left what does it mean for you and me? I want to take us through some of those very important scriptures this morning That answer the so what and the now what of the resurrection I want to take us through scriptures that answer the so what and the now what of resurrection I want to look at the Great Commission from all four uh, economies from all four Gospels from all four camera views and I want us to be able to understand what is the one heartbeat of the Father and of the Lord Jesus Christ so that we would step in to that momentum step into that calling blind your eyes and block your ears to all the nonsense you hear on tv and all of these guys talking about new seasons and new things and new experiences and what god is telling you about your life and your own career and your finances and no 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 it's not about you Jesus died and rose again and from the moment he rose again it stopped being about you it starts being about Jesus and a disciple of Christ is one who dies with Christ and rises with Christ never to live for himself again so no it is not about you but it is for you and it involves you and the reward is waiting for you and me that said on a fairly firm note let me dive into a few scriptures that will help you get what i'm saying here acts chapter 2 And Luke-Acts is kind of like a one book. Luke finished the book of Luke and then the gospel of Luke and then he continued in part two with the the Acts of the Apostles. It says in verse 36 of of chapter 2, Luke chapter 2, verse 36, it's on your screen. Let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made both this Jesus, both Lord and Christ, whom you crucified. Let's do that again. Let all Israel, let all the house of Israel, therefore now know that God for certain has made Lord and Christ, Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart. Now, you could always understand the meaning of a punch, of a line, of a, of a statement by the reaction of the first audience. They obviously got it. were cut to the heart and they said to peter and the rest of the apostles brothers what shall we do peter said to them well repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of jesus christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the holy spirit this is not a new concept the gift of the holy spirit was being promised in the old testament uh Deuteronomy he says I will give you a new heart I will put my spirit in you and I will take away your heart of stone and I will give you a heart of flesh. He says I will renew you I will cleanse you I will So all of this was being was being completed the prophecy was being fulfilled in Jesus's promise of the Holy Spirit. He says repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. Now Matthew chapter 28 verse 17 uh, 18 and 19 says this and when they saw him they worshipped him but some doubted and Jesus came and said to, said to them and we call this the great commission all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me so now i want to think with you as we ask the question Jesus came Jesus died Jesus rose again and Jesus ascended back to heaven now what so what what happens to us what is god's plan for us let me tell you something my brother and sister my friend jesus didn't start anything jesus didn't come to start anything he didn't come to start a religion he didn't come to start a lifestyle jesus conquered sin he conquered death he paid for man's violation with god and he took his rightful place as judge of the living and the dead Jesus has accomplished all of that so he didn't come to start anything he came to finish something and now that he has finished it and he screamed out on the cross it is finished we are now able to start we are now able to start what God had in store for us it's always been about you and me in the sense that the father's heart has been for you to to get you back to God just died for the unjust that he might bring us back to God so this Jesus didn't start anything he finished something Acts chapter 10 verse 42 and 43 and he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one appointed by God to be the judge of the living and the dead you didn't get that I'm going to read it again real slow come on let's let's look at it again real slow and he commanded us I asked you what's next What do we do now? Why are we here? How do we take things forward? What has he finished in order for us to start? He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one, the appointed one of God to be the judge of the living and the dead. To him, all the prophets bear witness. Everyone points back to Jesus that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name receives forgiveness of sins through his name so we have been called post the resurrection we have been commissioned to go and to preach that jesus this jesus who was crucified is now been made judge of the living and the dead and that in his name we can have forgiveness everyone can have forgiveness any religion any background any no matter how bad you are how good you are you can receive forgiveness in his name what jesus did start through us was a movement jesus finished his work and now through us he starts a movement you and i are disciples disciplined strategic militants of a movement a movement that was produced by disciples and was meant to produce disciples so today i want to take you through the gospels where jesus gave us the disciples commission and he wants us to understand movement and i want to look at three words that understand movement not a settlement movement not a settling but a going not a staying but a going god wanted you and me from the time jesus left to go to move to do to send to bear, to share. Okay? And I want us to get the heart of that today. Let's begin with Matthew's gospel. Matthew's gospel is kind of the main thing I want to I want to stay on because it has the Great Commission. Look with me in your Bibles or look on the screen, verse 16. And the eleven disciples went to Galilee. Why eleven? Because Judas Iscariot betrayed Jesus. He went and hung himself. That's the end of that. And the eleven disciples went to Galilee to the to the mountain to which jesus had directed them and when they saw him they worshiped him now jesus was receiving worship because he had been glorified this is post resurrection he now receives worship because he is positioned to receive worship he is not humbled in the flesh anymore he is now glorified in the spirit and when they saw him they worshiped him but some of course doubted that's always the case with disciples verse 18 And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you to the ends of the age. Let's look at the words here. He says, go. Actually, in the the original language, the first language in which it was written, that is Greek, The word means going. As you go, chalte chalte, as you move, as you head out, as you go to nations, as you go to towns, as you move through life, make disciples. He's not saying go and make a disciple. He's saying as you go, Make disciples. This is to be the lifestyle of a believer, of a follower of Christ. This is to be the lifestyle of a disciple of Jesus. A disciple of Jesus must make disciples of Jesus. Go into all the world and make disciples. So the first word you have is a movement word. Go. The next word you have is make disciples of all nations because that is the glory of God. That is the hope of God. That is the desire of God that everyone should be saved. So we make, uh, as we go, we make disciples or we make followers. That's another movement word. We make followers of Christ. Then he says baptizing them in the name, baptizing them in my name so we bring them into fellowship we bring them to identify with Jesus by baptizing them in his name so we are going that's movement we are making followers that's movement we are bringing people in that's movement and lastly he says teaching them my commandments teaching them my commandments, building them up in the holy faith, building them up in their understanding of obedience. So that's a building up. That's another movement word. So we have go. That's a movement word. We have making followers. That's a movement word. We have bringing them in. That's a movement word. And building them up. That's a movement word. Soon we'll see sending them out also, which is a movement word. Jesus started a movement jesus started a movement through you and in you he gave you the movement he says you go he says you do jesus finished what he came to do and because he finished what he came to do because he was so effective we are now well equipped and well commissioned to do what we have to do in fact this is what gives our life meaning then he says at the end of that commission, and I am with you always to the end of the age. So he's saying, go, and he says, I am with you. He's saying, go, and I am with you. Because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His future is our past. Our past is his future. He is in all time. All, he is in heaven. So as he sends you, he is with you. As he sends you, he will empower you. That's Matthew chapter 28, And we call that the Great Commission. Why? Because He gives us a a command which is topped with authority. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go make disciples. Now why would I need authority to make disciples? Why do I need His authority? Why do I need to know that He is authorized? Over all the living and the dead, he is authorized over all creation. That he has given given authority in heaven and on earth. Why? Because when I'm making a disciple, I'm not converting anybody from any religion. Oh no 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 no. I'm not changing a mindset of a person to think from this way to that way, from his way to my way. No 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 no. When I make a disciple. When I make a follower of Christ, I'm asking a person, I'm beseeching a person, I'm requesting, I'm begging a person to be reconciled to God. And when a person becomes reconciled to God, he then places his heart on the Lord Jesus and follows Christ who becomes the goal of his life, who becomes the end goal of his life. And Jesus, Jesus leads people out of darkness into light. Jesus leads people out of misery and out of pain and out of hopelessness into hope and into joy. Jesus takes people out of guilt and into forgiveness. Jesus does that, not me. So I make a follower of Christ and as they follow Christ, Jesus does the change. He makes the change. So I'm commissioned to point people to Christ and Christ does the rest. So that movement of making disciples is getting people to follow Christ and I do that by declaring that he is the judge of the living and the dead and that in his name there is forgiveness. He is the judge of the living and the dead and that in his name there is forgiveness. Let me take you to Mark's, chapter, Mark's Gospel. Okay, Mark's Gospel chapter 16, last chapter very quickly we read this afterward he appeared to the eleven themselves again and as they were reclining at the table he rebuked them for their unbelief and hardness of heart so straight away after the resurrection Jesus comes he meets his disciples and the first thing he does is he tells them off he rebukes them he's like what is wrong with you people I told you that I would rise from the dead so when they came and told you that I had risen from the dead why didn't you believe it see this discipleship thing is not going to work if you don't trust what I'm saying that is it, accountability. Discipleship begins with accountability Accountability to the Savior. And Jesus holds us accountable. He says, go into the world and proclaim the gospel, the whole of creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. And whoever does not believe is already condemned. And this sign will accompany you. You will do amazing things. And he reads that in verse 17 and verse 18. Jump with me to verse 19. So then the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken these things, was taken up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. So Jesus says, All authority in heaven is given to me. He then gives his disciples the commission. Who's his disciples? Everyone who believes in him and follows him. Everyone who has forgiveness in his name is now a disciple of Christ. And we are to make more disciples of Christ. And having said that, he was lifted up. He was ascended. And the Bible says he sat down at the right hand of God. It doesn't say he sat down on the right side of God. He said he sat down on the right hand of God. That means he took his rightful place. And the right hand means authority. He restored his authority. He, he went back to sitting on the throne with his full authority. Jesus is God. He is the son of God because he's come from God in the flesh but he's not two gods there's one God and Jesus is God and Jesus went back to the throne having accomplished on earth in the flesh in humility everything that is required to bring you back to God and as he did that he went back took his rightful place and now rules from his throne so he sat down at the right hand of God verse 20 and they went out that's what happened so as soon as he went uh, back to heaven and he and he sent them they obeyed they obeyed he rebuked them he held them accountable and he sent them movement discipline Discipleship. Okay. And they went out and preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the spoken word with many signs. So Jesus allowed for some miraculous things to be done so that as they were speaking, what they were doing and what they were speaking kind of supported one another. They went. They went. That's movement. They went. When Jesus commissioned a bunch of fishermen, think with me, when Jesus commissioned a bunch of fishermen, with boats to go into all the world are you thinking Jesus commissioned a bunch of fishermen with boats to go into all the world when he did that he wasn't giving them a task he was giving them a strategy he didn't say that he was going to they were going to make disciples of all nations he said they were going to make disciples who made disciples who made disciples who made disciples, who made disciples in all nations and that was the strategy the strategy was one of multiplication the strategy was one that that went over time and today you and I are sitting here as lovers of Christ followers of the Lord Jesus with guilt removed assurance in our hearts and our eyes set on heaven because somebody told somebody told somebody told somebody who told you and I'm telling you that Jesus is asking you to make disciples if you don't make disciples everything up to easter doesn't matter if you don't do what jesus commands if you don't go if there is no movement in your life after jesus moved heaven and earth and death and life then there is no point god calls us to that movement and multiplication power and accountability he's sitting at the right hand of god he says to you go And as you go make disciples and he says I'm with you in order to make the disciples because you're taking people from darkness to light you're not taking people from one religion to another you're taking them from the clutches of Satan to the embrace of God from the guilt of sin to the forgiveness and mercy of God that is the conversion and to do that you need authority over creation authority over demons authority over sickness authority over hell and you need the keys of hell to be able to go and unlock them save them so by the simple gospel that Jesus is the is the judge over the living and the dead and that by his name you can have forgiveness that is the power, witness, story, statement that we give out, we shine the light and people are turned into disciples. We don't turn people from one religion to another, from one philosophy to another. We turn people from being godless to being with God, from being having a Christless eternity to have a Christ-led eternity. That is the commission that is placed on you. You are not just another person who's sitting at home, who's loving Jesus, who's inspiring yourself with wonderful things from scriptures, who's trying to cope with life. You are a, 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 you are a champion of the faith. You are a disciple of Christ. You are a called and commissioned soldier of the cross. And if you disagree with me, you are not a Christian. You are a soldier of the cross. God hasn't called us to a religion. He hasn't called us to cope with life. He's called us to a relationship. He's called us to victory over life. And he commissions you as he leaves saying, I'm going, I'm coming back. In the meantime, make disciples of every nation. Who should I be more scared of? People who don't want me to make disciples and who don't want to be disciples? Or the Jesus who commissioned me to be disciple to make disciples and is coming back to ask me whether I obeyed him. Who should I be more scared of? I think the answer is very clear. Go with me to Luke's Gospel. Luke's Gospel says this. These are my words that I spoke to you. Look at it, it's on the screen. These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the Law of the Prophets and in the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the Scriptures. And he says, thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed, proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem all the way to the ends of the earth. And you are my witnesses in these things. Behold, I am sending the promise of my father upon you. I'm sending the promise of my father upon you, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high movement sending sending i'm sending you i'm empowering you sending Well, movement needs momentum and momentum needs power for it to go all the way to the ends of the ages to every generation to every nation it needs power empowered by christ's own authority this movement will find its end will find its finish clothed with power that's a movement word sending that's a movement word are you seeing the movement words are you seeing the movement words you we are to make disciples make followers bring people in and build them up last but not least let me remind you in John's gospel God is the mover he's the first one who moved john chapter 3 verse 16 says for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life for god did not send his son into the world but to condemn the world but in order that the world might be saved through him he sent his son that is the reason he sent his son so the movement began in heaven the movement continues in your hearts and the movement finishes in the hearts of others as they turn their hearts to jesus he sent his son god moved first he saved through him go from darkness to light from death to life movement 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 so let me conclude with this God moved first he sent his son he calls his disciples to follow him he sent them to preach he sends us into the world he holds us accountable he equips us with power what should you and I do If we are disciples, number one, we follow Christ. Personal devotion. We follow Christ. Get into the word of God. This is is your marching orders. This is your marching orders. Don't say, I want to grow up and become an engineer. Don't talk about careers when you have a calling. Don't talk about just coping when God has called you to conquer. You get into this the mighty work of God, the words of God, and you say, Lord, what would you have me do? Who will you have me be? I am yours, Lord. Though none go with me, I will follow. The cross before me, the world behind me, though none go with me, I will follow. God, I am a disciple of Jesus Christ, unashamed, unmoved. If you have gone so far as to empower me and call me to this great commission, how can I choose a career over a commission how can I choose a career over a calling how can I choose anything lesser I will give my life for this follow Christ you get into the world you get your marching orders and you be a disciple a soldier of the cross number two you go into the world you go to your job you go to your colony you go to your suburb you go to other nations with the Commission of God on your heart With the commission of God in your heart. Don't go to make a career. Don't go to make a better life. Go to make disciples. Number three. You make disciples. How do you make a disciple? By holding them accountable. Giving them the message and holding them accountable. Helping people follow until they can do it on their own. Jesus wants you to make disciples. He wants me to make disciples. I'm telling you. He wants you to make disciples. And finally, send them out. Send them out so what do I do I follow Christ I go into the world I make disciples and I send them to make more disciples so if I'm not making a disciple making disciple if I'm not making a reproducing disciple then I haven't made a disciple I've just made a follower of myself so the success of our Commission depends on obedience to this strategy the success of our Commission depends on obedience to his strategy as we go we make disciples we baptize in his name the name that gave them the forgiveness and we teach them the commands that's it that's it your life and my life is summed up in this simple three phrases make disciples baptize in his name teach other, teach them the commands make disciples baptize in his name teach them his commands you are called to do two things be a disciple and make disciples be a disciple and make disciples If you disagree with me and you don't your whole heart is not engaged with what I have just said my brother and sister I want you to truly stop and consider whether you know Jesus at all whether the Jesus you have been taught is the Jesus of the Bible the Jesus of the resurrection the Jesus who rules from heaven because it is not the Jesus of your fantasy or your upbringing that you will meet it is the Jesus who's on the throne you will meet, and if you're going to meet the Jesus who's on the throne, then you need to re, then you need to reconsider the commission that is on your life. Would you take very seriously the commission on, that is on your life? All authority Jesus said is given to me. All authority in heaven, all authority on earth. There's nobody who is not submitted to Jesus at some point or another. Finally, he says, with that authority, I'm sending you so to not obey Him is to defy the highest authority in the universe to obey Him is to comply with the highest authority and when your life is in, is in compliance with the highest authority if God is for you who can be against you if God is with you who can stop you love Jesus but more importantly obey Him you and I are called to make disciples and Covenant Life, my church, if we're not making disciples, we're not following Christ. Join me today in making a commitment to the Great Commission, to the cross, to the resurrection, to the, restore, to the return of the Lord Jesus. And Before He comes back, that you and I will engage in making disciples. Not because we feel like it, not because we like or don't like people, but because the one who is the highest authority in the universe has told us to do so. May his word bless your heart.